Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1,123 of the Juice Box Podcast. Kat grew up in an alcoholic household. She began doing cocaine at the age of 12, and that led to using meth. Her 15-year-old daughter has type 1 diabetes and a few other issues, and it looks here like, oh, Arden called in a couple of times. Oh, back at the beginning of using the Dexcom G7, Arden had a concern that she didn't know how to fix while she was away at school. It looks like we took care of it on the podcast. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year supply of vitamin D. Drink AG1.com slash juice box. If you're looking for community around type 1 diabetes, check out the Juice Box Podcast private Facebook group, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But everybody is welcome. Type 1, type 2, gestational, loved ones, it doesn't matter to me. If you're impacted by diabetes and you're looking for support, comfort, or community, check out Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 40% off of the clothing, towels, sheets, off of everything they have at CozyEarth.com. U.S. Med is sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast, and we've been getting our diabetes supplies from U.S. Med for years. You can as well. USmed.com slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or the number, get your free benefits check, and get started today with U.S. Med. My name is Kat. I am a single mother of a type 1 diabetic who is 15. 15. Oh, Kat, my whole whiteboard is dirty. And my, my wipey <laughs> thing is... All right, hold on. I have to use this little tiny eraser. This is embarrassing. No one can see it, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm now erasing this giant whiteboard with like a half-inch eraser that I have here. Hold on. It'll be all right. I've been editing like a lunatic for three weeks so that my wife and I can go visit our kids. Oh, sweet. So I basically made the backroom stuff for the podcast. I basically did three and a half weeks of it in a week and a half. So I'm a little. Have you slept? No, not really. No, didn't think so. I'm getting to it though. I'll sleep while I'm (laughs) driving to where the kids are. How's that sound? As long as you're not driving. <laughs> oh, I'll be driving. <laughs> okay, so well, then you can't do that. <laughs> all right, you're right. All right, Kat. Uh, 15-year-old type 1 diagnosed <laughs> how long ago? Um, in 2018. Okay. So you want to do the math or you want me to? It seems like five years ago. It was five years. Right. Okay. So any diabetes in the family? Yes, my uh, well, after she was diagnosed, we figured out that my grandfather's brother, who died when he was young from diabetes, was obviously type one, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really talked about. And then a month after she was diagnosed, my what would it be? Um, my cousin, first cousin, there you go, he was diagnosed, but he was like 34. 
Okay. And then three months prior to my daughter being diagnosed, I found out that the son I gave birth to, who I gave up for adoption, was diabetic. Oh, that's a twist. Can't. Cat, way to throw a twist in in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> this is how people. This is how you come correct. Everybody who's listening, don't don't <laughs> slow walk me on this stuff. Get it right out there. Wow. Uh, at birth, given up for adoption. Yes. Wow. Okay. Oh, cat, that's something. I'm sorry. Were they twins? No. God, no. <laughs> God. That would that would be horrible. <laughs> oh, to split. Tw- oh, I see. There's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so how old is the adopted child? Older than your 15-year-old? Yes. Um, so he just turned 18. Okay, got it. How Do you know when he got diabetes? And how did you find out? So um, we had an open adoption. Um, so I'm in contact with his, with his mother. And she, she let me know. She let me know three months before my daughter was diagnosed, but he was diagnosed maybe um, a year before she was. Okay. So about nine months into his diagnosis, she reached, thought to reach out and tell you. Yes. Okay. And then just a few months later, your daughter's diagnosed. Yes. And that I think that was really the way that, not the way we found out, but my mom kind of clued into it. Mm-hmm. Um when we, she was, my daughter was having all these issues. She was like, do you think it could be this? And I was like, no, like she's, she's not overweight and all of these things. And then I looked up type one diabetes and though she was just having all of the classic symptoms. Mm-hmm. Cat question that's for my interest and probably not for much else. Different fathers, same fathers, different fathers. Different fathers. I don't know the father of my birth son oh okay i don't think i want to ask about that <laughs> i don't right oh it don't matter really okay all right cat why don't you know the father of your birth son well no i was um i was a troubled teen that's what it comes down to i put myself in a predicament at the beach uh, on a family vacation my grandfather just passed i didn't care what was going on i was using drugs and alcohol and just wanted to find a place to have fun. And somebody offered to take me to like a beach party and we went, I was offered a drink and I don't remember anything after that. I'm sorry. How old were you? I was 14, 15. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, Does your, does the boy know that? No, I don't know the boy. Yeah. Would, would, um, would the adopted parents know the story or no? I told them. Okay. All right. Well, you just sobered the whole thing right up, Kat. Okay. That's okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, but no, it's fine. But for diabetes purposes, looks like the type one comes through your family line is my, was kind of what I was initially trying to get at before we found this, but you, so, but you have your daughter when you're 17. Is that right? No. No. I had her when I was 19. Okay. Sorry. Okay. 19. Would you have considered yourself still a troubled teen at 19 or no? By 19, I had, I was in a relationship with somebody who I thought I was going to marry. I had already been to rehab for mental health and addiction. 
And I think I was in a more stable place. So I would say yes. <laughs> gotcha. That, there was, that, that took me in a big circle. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, but but I, I, I understand though. You were like, you had made a ton of improvements, but probably weren't as improved as you saw yourself. Is that fair? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So geez, you're only, you're only 34. I am. Well, that's a big life. Jeez. <laughs> it's been fun. Can, can I tell you something? Sure. I, I just started a diabetes podcast. I didn't know it was all going to go like this. And, and um, <laughs> last week, people will, people will have heard the episode that I'm going to reference right now. By the time, mm -hmm. by the time yours comes out. Last week, I interviewed a 73 year old woman who had diabetes type one since she was 40. She was misdiagnosed. She had all kinds of trouble. Um, it took a long time for them to figure out she had diabetes. So her blood sugars were kind of like high all the time. She thought she had mental health issues because of how like, you know, oddly her brain was working, but turns out her mm -hmm. blood sugar was just high. She divorced her husband because of this, never had children because of it, uh, embarked on a three-year lesbian relationship, came back out of that. And like, she's telling me this whole big story and we're maybe 45 minutes into it. And all I could think about was like, wow, like if you live long enough, like look at the perspective you gain, because this woman was so happy and, and just healthy and, and you know what I mean? Like really yeah. in interesting. And then I don't know what happened. We must have gotten to the point where she was so comfortable while we were talking. She discloses that she was molested at 10 years old by a, by a family member. Wow. And if my takeaway, I'm telling you right now, my takeaway after speaking with her for that long was people can get through anything. Mm -hmm. like, really impressive. Like just the... Like where she is now compared to all of the things that she had gone through, you would think that would create just a a, a broken person, but it, it didn't. It really it can. It can. Sure, it can. Yeah, yeah. But like, I I'm just fascinated that anybody could have gotten through something like that. And, yeah. And and her her story was just it's incredible. Like I, it's going to be shocking while you're listening to it. Like it's going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> and and it really and it all it, it shocked me. I didn't know what to say because she was because she was also I don't know if everybody knows uh, older people, but you lose your like your filter a little bit. Like she didn't. Yeah. Like she was very just direct about what happened to her, and I was I was so stunned I couldn't talk. So it was it was really something. But I'm I'm asking you now because in my mind, you've had a few of her experiences. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm wondering, you know, thereabout, at 34, how far to free and easy 73-year-old cat are you? The podcast is sponsored today by the place where I get my, oh gosh, my sheets, my towels, some of my clothing, a lot of the things that I stay warm or comfortable with. CozyEarth.com. I'm wearing a pair of Cozy Earth joggers right now. I've recently gotten another pair in a different color. I sleep on Cozy Earth sheets. They are so comfortable and soft and temperate. Temperate meaning I'm never hot or cold, which is really saying something because my wife loves to turn that giant fan on, but they keep me nice and warm without making me like sweaty. 
or moist. You know what I mean? You don't want to be moist while you're sleeping. And then, of course, the waffle towels I use every day to dry off my bits and parts after I've showered. CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 40% off of your entire order. I'm not saying 40% off of one item. I'm saying 40% off of everything you put in the cart. CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. Diabetes comes with a lot of things to remember. So it's nice when someone takes something off of your plate. U.S. Med has done that for us. When it's time for Arden's supplies to be refreshed, we get an email. Rolls up and in your inbox says, Hi Arden, this is your friendly reorder email from U.S. Med. You open up the email, it's a big button that says, Click here to reorder, and you're done. Finally, somebody taking away a responsibility instead of adding one. U.S. Med has done that for us. An email arrives, we click on a link, and the next thing you know, your products are at the front door. That simple. usmed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. I never have to wonder if Arden has enough supplies. I click on one link, I open up a box, I put the stuff in the drawer, and we're done. US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Libre 3 and the Dexcom G7. They accept Medicare nationwide, over 800 private insurers, and all you have to do to get started is call 888-721-1514 or go to my link, usmed.com slash juicebox. Using that number or my link helps to support the production of the Juicebox podcast. I think I'm pretty much there. Wow, that's so cool. I, yeah, I, I mean, just life throws curveballs at you and you either deal with them or you don't. What helped you get through all that? My daughter, probably. The fact that I'm a single parent, I don't have another choice. Mm -hmm. But you know, other people Uh, just are bad parents in that situation. They don't take the choice you took. You don't know why you Well, I wasn't always like this, though. Okay. (laughs) Definitely not. All right. No, I mean, I've I've relapsed um, after being sober for 10 years. You know, I've, I've definitely made mistakes along the way, but I don't know. You just get older and something just clicks in you Yeah, and you're like, all right, enough is enough. Were you ever a 22 year old girl in a black Sabbath t-shirt in an arcade holding a baby? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> black Sabbath is not my thing, but no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it an, be, it was an in shirt? <laughs> no, it'd be more like Tupac or something. I got you. Oh, that's interesting. How about that? Well, good. I mean, listen. I'm going to congratulate you, but does it feel like luck? Does it feel like hard work or does it feel like a blend? Mm, I think a blend. I don't think I'm fully um, done growing in that aspect, but um, I'm trying. I'm getting there and I need to quit saying, um, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I don't care what the hell you say. <laughs> Keep talking. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I have three words written down in front of me, but if. Or excuse me, so and um, but so um, those are the words. Is that what I say? No, those are the words I try not to say. Oh, yeah, I try very I hard. I say um a lot. Um, I use when I'm thinking sometimes, but I don't know. I think it's the pressure to talk because I'm being recorded. Because in real life, I don't say it. Yeah. So I could see that. Yeah. So is a connecting word, and I just need to like I know other connecting words, but I I, <laughs> I get lazy and I say so a lot. Anyway, 
See, there I could have said so, but I said anyway. Um, Good job. Yes, thank you very much. (laughs) I'll be good at this by the time I'm done doing it, maybe. (laughs) Well, it's just fascinating. Like, did you have good family support? Like, am I picturing you and your Tupac shirt and your mom at home like June Cleaver? Or is your mom at home having her own troubles? I had amazing family support. Complicated. Um, my dad is an alcoholic functioning. My mother's currently going through um, rehab of, for alcoholism and mental health. So it's it's shifted a little bit, but I'm my extended family, my aunts and everybody, my brother, just constant support. Very nice. That's excellent. I also, I, I'm going to tell you, I think that uh, alcohol is probably the most dangerous substance I've seen people use. I mean, oh, it's I, awful. yeah, I mean, I, I guess heroin, maybe, you know, or like, like <laughs> yeah. in that kind of like legal, uh, the the worst legal well, drug, even like up, when you get up into the op- the opioids, then obviously there's another danger there. But I mean, you know, True. things that people do to alleviate their pressure and stress, you know, weed, like yeah. drinking, like drinking really, man, just it just gets some people in a, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and, and the impacts it has on their children is always always there you don't you don't grow up with alcoholic parents and not have a big bag of shit tied around your neck that you're dragging (laughs) that's for sure well okay why the hell are you on this podcast cat just to freak me out on a monday morning or you got more for the than that what what did you uh what did you decide that you wanted to come on for i don't know you know it was one of those things where you signed up because you thought it was a good idea and then you were like what did i do yeah, it was one of those moments. My wife has that look on her face a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was um, just interesting how I've the the culmination of finding out how my child had diabetes had to do with my mom connecting it to us just being told about my son having my birth son having been diagnosed. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It is. It is. But so you think that basically. Hearing the story about him then planted the seeds in your head so that when your daughter started to get sick, you saw something you maybe never would have seen otherwise. Oh, no. I didn't see anything. Her, her, she your, was Your mom. She, my mom, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my daughter was uh, hours from being dead. Oh, my gosh. She, she looked like, and I don't want to offend anybody, but she looked like, um, you know, the emaciated bone just skin and bone that you see in third world countries. Like it was, it was shocking. And I I just kept telling my family, like, I know something's wrong. Like she's, where are her muscles? She's so athletic and she had no muscle. And it was always, you know, the usual she's growing her, her weight hasn't, you know, come back from her growing inches and blah, blah, blah. How quickly do you think that transformation happened? I think about two months Cause I remember the last like picture I saw of her was in July at my aunt's birthday party where she looked, um, quote unquote normal. Mm -hmm. And then then after that, it was just downhill. Happens really quickly. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. And it just, it's just slow enough that people around you can say things like, Oh, it's probably a growth spurt, but you, Mm -hmm. you could tell no, but you're also what like what stops you from from like i don't know moving this to an emergent problem like calling a doctor or something like that it's because she was not i'm a nurse and 
I know what I pulled over my parents' eyes and I'm not going to be, you know, that same parent. So like, I would never let her stay home from school because she was eating. She didn't have fever. You know, none of the signs were there where, you know, something's wrong. So I just didn't clue in on it. There was an excuse for everything. Is she a good- And you can, you can excuse everything away. Is she a good kid? Amazing. Yeah. Isn't it, fun? Isn't it funny? You're like, you can't stay home from school. I know you're going to make a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what, mom? Like- <laughs> <laughs> you're, not invite- yeah. you're not inviting 20 boys over here. I'm 12. <laughs> like, like, so yeah, you just, you're defending against the things you remember in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's always interesting. But she's not like that, right? Not at all. I don't know how she's my child. Or she's way better at hiding it than you are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to freak, freak you out. <laughs> uh, well, that's really Hopefully good. not. Yeah. So you were like, press on, get going. We're not giving up. Yeah. And yet she was, she was on her way out. What was her, do you know her blood sugar when they, when you took her in? And how did you it end was, up at the hospital? So it, it started with my daughter throwing up at school, but she had PE first period, per, first period. So I was like, well, she didn't eat anything. Of course, she's going to throw up. And then she had soccer practice after school and she threw up there. And I was like, well, she just ate. Of course, she's going to throw up. And then she just didn't feel well at all. And my daughter cannot take medication at all. Like her gag reflex is awful. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, if you take medication, I won't let you go to school tomorrow. I won't make you go to school tomorrow. So she took it and she slept that whole entire day. Not one time did she wake up. But the next day I told her, like, you don't have fever. You're going to go to school. And that's when my mom stepped in and said, hey, you know, like, she really doesn't feel well. Why don't you, you know, let her stay home? Let's take her to the doctor. But because of my job, I'm a home health nurse. I have patients that I've already scheduled. And so I couldn't take her. So my two aunts, who are amazing, um, they took her to the doctor's office. And as soon as they saw her, they rushed her to the hospital. I was actually draining a lung when I got the call that she was diabetic. Wow. You just named the episode aqua lung. Good job, Kat. It's great. (laughs) Fantastic. Do you think people know Jethro Tull? Probably not. Right. Doesn't matter. I have have no clue what you're talking about. I was going to say, you don't know either. I'm I'm still writing it down. Um, (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. And you know what it really highlights to me is how the idea of death is the last thing your brain will consider. Because, I mean, come on, she threw up in the morning, she threw up in the afternoon, she slept an entire day away, and you were like, go to school. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just because your brain won't, your brain doesn't go there. It's the same thing when, like, people smoke, or they're like, I won't get lung cancer. Like, it's mm-hmm. all, it's it's that thing, like, even when presented with it people will say, no, it's not going to be me. And so it's a a perseverance gene. I think it's why we, we persist as, as a, you know, as humans, but it also in these specific circumstances makes people press on when pressing on is not the right answer anymore. But yeah, yeah, your mom, huh? Good for her. Yes. Yeah. And she didn't have any trouble. She didn't have any trouble telling you sometimes in a, like a mother daughter relationship, she might've thought that and kept it to herself. I'm sure she was very scared to tell me, <laughs> oh, <you laughs> but mean, I'm, thankf- mean, I'm thankful she did. <laughs> you mean after all the stuff that happened while she was raising you, she was probably like, I don't need this kid flipping out on me. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Can you tell me for certain that you have stood in your kitchen screaming at your mom in your lifetime? 
Oh, I uh, can't tell you how many times. Well, you wish you could go back? 100%. Yeah, no. It's still happening at the current moment, but only because of the things that my mom's going through right now. Oh, is she having health issues? Mental health issues and addiction. She's literally in rehab right now. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. Now you're, oh, wow. Hey, what do they, what do they say? Uh, now the master becomes the apprentice or the apprentice becomes the, what is that exactly? The, the student becomes the teacher. So the thing she was watching you do, you're now watching her do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. But she didn't have these issues earlier in life. I think the alcoholism, yes, but my dad was an alcohol alcoholic, so everything was focused on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think hers just kind of went to the wayside, and then she had um, like a mental breakdown in Christmas of last year, and it just increased everything. Wow. The alcoholism increased, which then affected her mental health, which then my brother and I stepped in and got her some help. Gotcha. Were they just propping each other up while they were together with the alcoholic stuff? Like they were just looking out for each other, keeping it like, were they functioning? Very functioning. Yeah. That's that's the worst is a functioning alcoholic because they don't see wrong in anything they're doing because they're still able to hold a job. They're still able to you know, make money and, and do the everyday things that everyone else does. Yeah. No, it's the same thing I just said, except focus a different way. Like they, they think like, it's okay. We got it going. I'm getting up in the morning. I do the things yeah. I'm supposed to do. It's not me. You know, they don't see the end. They don't see the end. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back 15 years and tell your mom, like, Hey, you're going to have a breakdown and like, you know, have mental health issues and blah, blah, blah. She goes, Oh no, I got this all together. It's interesting. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot. And you're able to hold on to your sobriety while this is all going on. I am. That's excellent. Why do you think, why do you, what, what keeps you where you're at? My child Mm -hmm. just, I mean, there's no other option. It's not that it's not there. I do work every day to curb the, the cravings and thoughts and wants and all of that. Um, and it does get easier over time. But it's just, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it just destroy my family in a different form. Obviously, I was into drugs and my alcohol is usually the the substance that is affecting many of my other family members. But it, it's, it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It just tears everybody apart. When you were younger, what, what kinds of drugs? Um, I started with cocaine and then in rehab, I switched to meth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, you jumped right in, Kat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. You skipped right over <laughs> all of the stuff that, like, you were just like weed. I don't. Weed's not enough. I'm gonna go right Mm-mm. to coke. Yeah. Wow. And then I and think because th- my dad smoked weed, that I was just like, I'm not doing that. Oh. I'm gonna be better than him and not smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, I'll do an upscale drug like cocaine. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Wait a way to to pull together. I I heard you laugh under your voice when you said in rehab I started using meth. Because it's crazy. Yeah, I think about it now and I'm like, that it just is, it's, it's sad, honestly, because it's a place where you're supposed to go to get better. And it's the place where I found more connections. I found people who were like me, who were going through similar things, 
who had their own dealers and their own connections. And then we were just a bunch of people. If you weren't in the mindset of actually getting better, we were just a bunch of people with all these connections now. Yeah. No, it's like the Lions Club for meth. You're like, these guys all get together (laughs) in a room, drink coffee and like trade phone numbers. (laughs) Wow. That's fascinating. And then the people, and there are people that are really like on the right path and they just don't you don't bother with them. The other people are run basically yeah, you can tell. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's all money focused. I would imagine too, right? Like you're trying to sell or you know sell so that you have more. Like oh wow, it's just it's all the same thing. It's it's the same yeah. thing as the as the functioning alcoholic thing, except you're trying to be a functioning meth user. <laughs> <laughs> How long does that work for? By the way, and do you have all your. Uh, I do have all my teeth. Good for you, Ken. <laughs> I don't know how long that lasted. That's crazy. What's the difference between, I can't believe I'm asking this. What's the difference between the highs from cocaine to meth? So one, my memory sucks because of it. Mm -hmm. I think I have a little bit of brain damage going on because of it. Um, But I think that the, the transition from cocaine to meth was necessary because the, I mean, I was using so much cocaine that it was falling out of my nose because my nose was so inflamed that nothing else could go in. Mm. And so the need to do more and do more was there and meth, you know, like surpassed that. It's almost about delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Gosh. How do you, how does, I mean, I'm assuming there was a, a, a rock bottom moment. How did you get out of it? I guess like what, precipitates getting out of it i don't recall the exact moment but nothing happened i i just it i actually so i went into rehab after having a breakdown from not having any more cocaine i contacted my mom and she said i was freaking out and she called my therapist and my therapist put me in but it was it was what two or three months after I gave my son up for adoption. So they thought it was due to depression. They didn't know about my drug use until I entered rehab and the therapist kind of brought it out of me. And then he snitched on me, which I thought he couldn't do because patient doctor confidentiality. You saw that on Grey's Anatomy and you were like, I'll I'll be okay. I can tell him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's not how it works. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that this was all happening when you were so young. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's and not, yeah. funny, not but not funny, the place I went is currently where my mother is. <laughs> did you have like so a, full circle? Did you get like a punch card, like a referral service? Do you, no, no, but you I get, asked. <laughs> like, can I get anything for free if all of us come? <laughs> yeah, we'll keep you in business. Uh, in, possible to have a relationship during the life you're describing? Like, I know you said you're a single mom over and over again, but like, did you try? Yeah, because I had bouts where I was um, not using. I mean, I was sober for 10 years until I decided Molly was a thing that I wanted to try. It wasn't out when I was using. So let's give it a go. Where does that come from? Where does that uh, try to find that thought for me? You've been sober for 10 years. Your kid, you're doing your thing. It's all going right. And then one day you're like, hey, you know what I should do? Molly. I had, um, I had a bad influence. My best friend, she was, it is an addict. And I think she just allowed me to give myself the 
okay to do it. Um, she came back into my life. Like when I was sober, I cut her out of my life because it was too much. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she comes around every once in a while. And if I let her in, my life turns to shit. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I let her in and then she's, you know, in that state and it just kind of sucks you back in. And what, and I mean, it, it just took over again. Does it look fun or inviting or how do you, like when you see her high, what do you, what's the thought? It looks like a mess. Um, It's not, it's not a pretty sight, but I'm not her. So our, our two ways of, of how we are when we're using are completely different. So I am more of a functioning, well, I would think I I thought of myself as more of a functioning user until I couldn't stop using. Yeah. I was going to say that's the interpretation from a person who (laughs) called her mom to call her mom (laughs) to complain there wasn't enough cocaine. So <laughs> mom, I need help. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I just can't get enough Coke. So I called my mom. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. I guess while you're doing it, you don't know, but when you're hearing it as a person who's oh, it's so stupid. Yeah. You're like, Oh wow. That's, it's like, it's like, have you ever heard that there's a great, a great audio clip online um, back before the internet was so like full of video and stuff like that, where this guy just calls nine one one. And he's like, hello, I'm dead. And they're like, yes. What? And he's <laughs> he's just, he's tried, like, he ate, like, a pot brownie. He's, like, an older man. He ate a pot brownie for the first time. He calls the cops to tell them that he died and that uh, it's because he ate weed and he needs help. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have heard that. <laughs> that's, that's great. In my mind, that's you calling your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, you're like, who's the last person I should tell that I'm using cocaine to? Mm, I'm going to go with my mom. And then um, and then I'm going to complain about availability. Wow, that's crazy. Did your nose hold up? Did it didn't collapse, did it? I have holes in my septum, but yeah, it's good. You know the comedian Artie Lang? I do not. Oh, his his whole nose collapsed. It's, fan- it's just, it's the, it's the crazy. You were about to say fantastic. I know it, it was, it, 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 <laughs> but I didn't mean fantastic in the way of like, it's amazing. Fantastic. Like it's fantastic in, in how like insane it is. Like, it's, yeah. like, by the way, you can use fantastic in different ways. I didn't mean it, that <laughs> way. but I did stop myself. Cause I was like, I don't want to explain what I mean, but it's just, it's so crazy. And just unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And and yet it doesn't matter, right? Because when your friend comes along with the Molly, you're like, I, I won't, I won't end up like that. Not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me is how is the phrase that gets everybody into trouble. I won't get pregnant. It's okay. Go you ahead. Think you can just, you <laughs> think you can just try a little and you'll, you'll be okay. And some people can, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's very upsetting that some people can actually do that. Gambling's no different than this either. It's all sort of the same stuff. Like yes, I'll just make a bet. I mean, I'll place one bet. And then the next thing you know, it's three weeks later and you're like calling. I like to gamble too. Yeah. Well, I bet you do. Call in your, <laughs> yeah. Call it. But so this sounds like a family thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My brother had a gambling problem. Yeah. I think addiction is just like embedded in my family. Is it wrong for me to ask what genre you are, your family? You know what I mean? You guys Irish? You Italian? What, do you, what are you exactly? Um, we are Polish, English, and I think there's some Irish in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. 
So I love so far. My favorite part of this conversation is that you thought you were going to be interesting on the podcast because of the way your mom figured out that your kid had <laughs> diabetes. Hold on. Arden's calling me. This never happens. Give me a second. Yes, sir. Arden, I'm, rec- I'm recording. Is this like a big thing? What do you need? You have a diabetic question? Okay. Can, pe- can people hear it? Can I record it? Or do you want to keep it private? Yeah, that means switch your, it's your Dexcom. Yeah, well, you're into your grace period, which means like 12 hours ago, it would have told you or something like that. But it only takes, it only takes 30 minutes to warm up. So just pop it on. All right. Good luck. Good, good, good. What do you got? Hold on. Sorry, Kat. I'll be right back. I'm in the middle of talking to Kat. She's living a life of addiction and she's clean now. And now we're talking about your Dexcom. (laughs) Don't be sorry. It's fine. You're fine. You just need to switch your Dexcom, the G7. You can, but yeah, you can, you can, you're not going to have numbers for 30 minutes if you do that. You you can also put the new one on and then 30. All right. Bye. All right. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> I have a diabetic question. <laughs> I was like, what? I thought she, I thought she had been wearing the G7. It's her second one. So she didn't. Oh, that's she it? Yeah. So she's had G7 on one time while I was there for a trip just to test it so that we'd know she could switch on her own at college while I wasn't there. Then yeah. she made the switch. So her like her first one, she switched out, you know, 10 days. This one, apparently she got they're into like finals now and everything mm-hmm. like she's running around like a lunatic trying to keep up with with school. And I, it sounds like the so the new G7 has a grace period which is kind of terrific because, you know, otherwise this one would have shut down at the end of 10 days. Uh, so she just gets this notification, like your grace period's over in an hour, but she's got to be at class in an hour. She's like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it means you got to change her. What she wouldn't let me tell her is that the grace period's over in an hour. So she's going to swap them real quickly and then not have data for a half hour. She could actually put a new G7 on, wait 30 minutes, then swap them and she'd never be without data. But that seemed yeah. like that as she was rushing through the door mm-hmm. and I heard doors banging and everything and she's running back to her room to get a, a Dexcom. I think perhaps that might have been too much information. So I'll cover that when I see her in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I said, like, I'm talking to Kat and Kat's like, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, well, I'm sorry, but hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very important. She doesn't she doesn't call me, and it wasn't a FaceTime. That's how I knew like she actually needed something because yeah. she's trying to connect quickly. Whereas when they just want to chat, like they pop up on FaceTime and stuff like that. So anyway, no worries. My amusement is that you thought the the interesting part of this conversation but was about your mom. But did you really think that? Do you listen to the podcast? Of course I do. You knew we were going to talk about this then. Yeah. Did you want to talk about it? Do you think? I don't care. Yeah, but I mean, like subconsciously, did you think I'll go on that podcast and we'll talk about this stuff? I'm trying to figure out if people come here for therapy. Or yes. Not. You know, I did just sign up with BetterHelp. So I am definitely in need of therapy. Kat, did you use my link, betterhelp.com forward slash juicebox? I sure did. Did they give you 10% off your first month of therapy when you signed up? They sure did. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. It is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, let me know. I'd love to know how it goes, actually. I will. Yeah, it was. it's one of those things. A lot of companies come to me and they want to buy ads, which is cool. Like, I'm happy about that. But I try to keep the stuff very focused on what I think the listeners might generally Mm -hmm. need or want. And this one just, like, I just kept thinking therapy 
you know, as many people as I speak to who I kind of quietly in my head think, wait, this person needs to go to therapy. And I never really <laughs> say it out loud. I always think like access to it must be the biggest problem for people like that. Actually, like getting up off your ass and going to someone's office and sitting down probably feels like a bridge too far. And I thought, yeah, I, I wonder if this like virtual therapy thing isn't isn't good for people. So anyway, hopefully, hopefully it all works out and it's good, a good experience. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So you just want to talk to somebody. I need to talk to somebody. Because if not, go ahead. What happens? I'm going to hurt my mother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm trying to finally like be a, an adult, you know, and mm-hmm. I've tried to set boundaries with her and it's just not getting through. And I'm, Yeah. I think everybody needs therapy. I, everybody should have like a required therapy session once a month or something. Kat, it's I, very necessary. I'm using WeGovi to lose weight, mm-hmm. right? And by the way, uh, I got up this morning and I'm down like, I think I'm like 19 or 20 pounds now. It's Heck cra- yeah. Crazy in two months, right? And Good not job. just that, thank you. I, I, I feel so much better and like all this other stuff, right? But yeah. I, I recorded with Erica the other day, who's a therapist, mm-hmm. Because I was experiencing this hollow feeling around food, which threw me off because I'm not like a foodie to begin with. Mm-hmm. And but I guess I don't spend as much time prepping food, shopping, cooking, eating, cleaning up like that whole like everybody knows, like all the ton of work that goes into food. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not doing that any longer uh, to that degree. And I started feeling like I was missing something. Like, I honestly had, like, a hollow feeling. And Mm. I asked Erica to come on to talk about it. And we're talking about it. And, like, 45 minutes into the conversation, we're somehow talking about, like, when I was a kid and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, (laughs) and she's reminding people, like, I'm not Scott's therapist. And I'm like, like, uh, but all I can say is that probably every thought you're having, you know, maybe one in two of them stems from something you don't consider. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I feel really good. And I, you know, um, but it was nice to talk to her. And now, by the way, like that hollow feeling that I described since I spoke to her, I haven't had anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is. So um, makes you wonder what would have happened if your your parents would have talked to somebody, you know, 50 years ago, the first time they were like, I have to drink to get through a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, it's but that was else. normal back then. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, that was like, yeah, there were cigarettes and Mm -hmm. for your nerves, right? Like I I would, you know, I grew up with people who said they smoke cigarettes to calm their stomach. Really? No, that's a very common thing you would hear from people. I just smoke a cigarette, it calms my stomach down. So, Hmm. you know, I don't think it's crazy. And and people's understanding of everything just changes so greatly, like generation after generation, like I was talking to Jenny in like a diabetes like myth episode. And I said, if you would have told my mom that the like the sugar water in our refrigerator when I was growing up that we drank by the gallon day after day after day, right? If you would have told my mom that wasn't good for you, she would have looked at you and like pointed to the the label and said, there's there's lemons in it. Lemons grow on trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a picture of a lemon on it. A lemon is a fruit. I'm giving you something healthy. Yeah. So yeah, people don't don't get it. But now you're you're caught in the middle. Like you you get it cuz now there's more information in the world and you understand. 
but you also grew up with them. So I'm assuming your life's goal, like if I asked you what your life's goal is around parenting, I think you're going to say what I'm thinking, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You oh just, gosh. You, now I feel pressured. <laughs> it's not a lot of pressure. Like Here's what I think. I, I think you're trying very hard for your daughter not to grow up the way you grew up. Yes, 100%. Right. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it working? I think so. I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding of her just being such an amazing person mm-hmm. that nobody in my family understands how she's my child because everybody in my family knows me. So it just doesn't, those two just don't add up. <laughs> well, that's, so that's your level of like, of measurement. You're like, people think that's not my kid. So that's a good thing. Yep. Well, hey, yep. whatever works. <laughs> but don't you think, here, I'll be your therapist for a second, Kat. Okay. C- couldn't you have been that person with the right upbringing? I don't know. You could have been. You definitely Yeah, but then it, then it would have been something else. Maybe. I don't know. Like, do you think that the the addiction thing is burned into your brain or do you think it's something you learned? Both. I grew up in a very small town. There was nothing to do besides get in trouble. Yeah, that 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 one baffles me a little bit. Like the small town, a lot of drugs thing, like Midwestern, like that kind of like thing. Like, right? Like, why mm-hmm. is it when you're in a small town, it's like, well, there's nothing to do. So we did meth, which is a hell of a leap. <laughs> Could have gone to a movie, cat. And um <laughs> and like, oh, I grew up in a big city and we're always partying, so we did this. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, is the boredom that crazy? Yeah, it It, is. It just goes on and on day after day, hour after hour, nothing. Yeah. I mean, there, there was the only thing there was to do in my town was go to Sonic. And Kat, hold that thought. Hi, Ards. What's up? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. It says the sensor failed. Okay, well, then just follow the instructions and start a new one. I mean, I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know what happened. Right, yep. Replace the sensor. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So we're very new with this one, so I don't know if there's a workaround for that. So I would just start another one. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. I know you're, you're short on time. Okay, go ahead and do that. Good luck. Bye. When it rains, can it pours? <laughs> <laughs> of course, when she has finals. She's like, I'm all done. It says, like, you know, I did the whole thing. I paired the Bluetooth, blah, blah, blah. It's all ready to go. And then, like, seven minutes into the warm-up, it said sensor failure. And I don't know if that's a thing that would have, like, gone away. Like, you know, because sometimes yeah. with these things, like, it... it um. If you give it a second. Yeah, yeah, it'll just be okay. I don't know what. Hell, let it go. Like, just swap it. I have extras here. I'll bring an extra. We're seeing her in a week, so I can bring an extra one with me. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Sonic. It's okay. Sonic. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was about the biggest thing there was to do. Yeah. We had a outdoor volleyball court, so it was like better than most people's Sonics. But when the whole city's there or the town, you know, it just that's. That's all you have to do. Do you think that if there was more to do, there'd be less drug use? Possibly. Hmm. But you're just stuck in, like, this small town is great to grow up in, but you got to get out or you'll never get out. Like, you get stuck. And it's just generation after generation just gets stuck there. 
doing the same jobs, the same family jobs, running the same, you know, family operations. And it's just so stagnant, but they're just so afraid to leave. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain just shuts off. I got it. Okay. And then you drink or you try Coke. Coke's (laughs) like racing, right? Like Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And when's the first time you used? How old? Maybe 12. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Where do you get it from at 12? Anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it started with my friend, that best friend of mine that's not a good person to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It started with her. Just having connections with her. And then you kind of you always have access to it so then that old like parenting chestnut of like keeping the bad kids away from your kids is really a good thing to do it's really a good thing to do yeah yeah how how many uh friends do you allow your daughter to have one (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's just she's just different even though she has like some friends where i'm kind of like yeah she reminds me exactly of my old best friend Mm -hmm. my daughter is not influenced by any of that she could care less wow she's like not into boys she's just about school and sports it's 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 amazing it's not exactly birds of a feather flock together then like it's more it's no it's a little bit of you know once you're there how do you handle it yeah and some people handle. i mean she'll she'll call me if she's uncomfortable you know and want to come home just Again, I don't know how she's my child. Mm. Hey, I don't know if this is an uncomfortable question, but her father, is he an addictive personality? No. Okay. I don't think he ever did drugs. Oh, there you go. Or anything. <laughs> Not it's just real, drugs. It's super, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> porn. Actually, he, I think he was addicted to porn. So maybe he does. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you were the bad influence in his life. I actually met him after our rehab group had a party at his apartment. That's how I met him. Your rehab group had a party at his apartment. But that sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Whenever the rehab group gets together, I think you go, no, thanks. I can't come. (laughs) One of you all. Yeah, don't fall for that. (laughs) One of you all is just looking for for customers. I I got you. Well, yeah, it's like a built-in sales force. Yeah. It really is. That's something. But if you gave everybody money, like if you like you thought about utopia from it where money wasn't important, the boredom would still be there. So what you're I had money. Yeah, I was gonna say at twelve, where the like that was the thing. I was like, How did you afford at twelve years old? I I had to steal bubble gum. I was like, I can't I don't (laughs) I don't have five cents. So um I just never ate lunch, but I always needed lunch money. I see. And mm-hmm. you used your lunch money for cocaine when you were 12. I did. That's something else. You shouldn't be on this podcast. You should be on like 2020. <laughs> no, thank you. Or I should be getting more respect as an interviewer. One or the other. You this, should. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you should. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So um, hold on. That one got me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I literally like I, I do remember being like pinched for like shoplifting bubblegum once and my parents they they punished me i sat in a room for a week a week in a bedroom with no television no radio no nothing during my summer vacation 
That's how my parents handled my shoplifting like 20 cents worth of bubble gum. Yeah, you're not supposed to get caught. You know what? Looking back, I am disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> how was I not? I'll tell you what. I worked in that 7-Eleven as a teenager. I never caught anybody stealing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really suck at that. Turns out I'm no good on either end of that problem. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, like at the end of those seven days, they let me out of that bedroom. Felt like it felt like they opened the doors at Rikers Island for the first time. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I won't steal anything. Thank you for letting me out. <laughs> Maybe that's what my parents should have done to me. Yeah, so. that's the 70s right there. They were like, you're a problem. Get in there. <laughs> I was like, okay. Was <laughs> Hopefully like, they fed you. I'm glad there was a room now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I could have been in a closet. Who would have known? <laughs> they did feed me. Although, I don't know. I, I'm thinking back on myself. They, I probably could have skipped a meal or two back then. It might not have been a problem. Yeah, the way they were feeding me, <laughs> sugar, water, and bread with cheese on it. Here, have more bread with calories. cheese on it. Yeah, have some bread with cheese and a glass of sugar. Thank you. Let's find a way <laughs> to blame them, Kat. Maybe my brain wasn't working right because of my nutrition. Oh, my God. So you had some money. That's craziness. Wow, wow, wow. Did. Um, did you move? Did you, you didn't get away. You're near your mom. I did move. I moved out of the small town um, when I was a sophomore to be more competitive in sports because we didn't have a lot of scouts coming down to the small town. And that just allowed me to have more. I, so I, I, I moved to a um, very, like, I would say, like, rich white school. Mm -hmm. And the first day I was there, I was going in to take my entrance entrance exams and some kid walked up to me and offered me drugs. And I was like, and I was like, what? I was like, I, y'all do that here. Like I, I was just in disbelief. And then I'm like, well, of course they do. They have more access to it. They have money. They can get these things. But it was just so shocking Mm -hmm. that I left this small town and came to a place that had it even worse. Wow. What, what sport were you trying to excel in? Everything. Volleyball, soccer, track. We had all that Coke energy, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yeah. You know what? It never really affected me. I don't know how I, I really don't know how I got through it. I shouldn't be alive right now. No, I know. But I know we're I am. joking about it because it's kind of horrible, but like it's yeah. interesting and, and fascinating. Yeah. So you got there and did you think? This will help me. Like, I'll, by the way, you facilitated a move as a sophomore. Yeah. So we had volleyball tryouts and I didn't make a team. And my dad, which, which is crazy because I was the best person on the team. And the coach didn't like me because I had an ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, after they didn't put me on a team, literally that same day my dad went up there yelled at him made him cry and we moved oh, some of that crazy drunk energy your dad had he's something like, like that he's like we're getting out of here like that's it <laughs> over this <laughs> maybe your dad really thought like maybe he was trying to do i mean it's hard to look back and see people doing things so obviously wrong and believe that they still had good motivations too but maybe your dad was like i can get her out of here like maybe he was trying to save you you know Maybe. Yeah. It's hard for you to think of it that way because you probably think he's an asshole. But like, <laughs> you know what Functioning I mean? asshole. A functioning asshole. Oh, look, yeah. at you. look at you trying to rename the episode again. 
<laughs> Good try, but I can't put asshole in the title, so. <laughs> Isn't it something, if you don't have a functioning asshole, you're in a lot of trouble. You really are. Yeah, no kidding. But then in that situation, not what you're looking for. Boom. Okay, so you go to another high school. Okay, all right. I, that's enough. I can't take any more of your life. Let me ask you about diabetes <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Literally, you're you're fried. I'm going to be doing cocaine before this is over. Um, so, I don't recommend it. No, don't worry. I'm good. I'm not going to be doing that. Diabetes stuff. So you're raising a kid for you know the last handful of years who has type one. You didn't have much to knowledge of it. You're um you know you're prone to you know kind of turning to drugs if you have problems and things like that. So can you talk a little bit about after her diagnosis, like what was her A1C like? How high was her blood sugar when you guys figured it out? And then how have you been managing moving forward? Um, so in the hospital, she was like 600, 700. So her A1C was around like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. We had, well, I think uh, the luck of the draw, honestly, the doctor that was on call when my daughter was admitted is still her current doctor. And she's amazing. She set us up for success. You know, we got the JDRF backpack and all of that stuff, which had a, an Omnipod in it. I don't think it had de- the Dexcom information in there, but um, we left the hospital on just pins and a glucometer. And then I notified my, my birth son's mother, you know, that my daughter just got diagnosed. And the first thing she told me was get a Dexcom. So she was the one who informed me about the Dexcom Um, So we were on the Dexcom shortly after that, and we stayed on MDI for about a year, and then we switched to the Omnipod and used that up until two months ago when she finally switched to the Omnipod 5. Wow. How are you finding that Omnipod 5? Good and bad. Yeah. So her, her school struck, I don't know what she, what happens to her when she goes to school, but it just cannot keep up with her. Like we are just feeding it insulin and, and it just doesn't touch her when she's at school. How long has she been using it? The five. Yeah. About two months, about two months. Okay. Did you listen to the episodes about setting it up before you set it up? I did. Okay. And so you feel like you were pretty 50, 50 basal bolus and pretty aggressive with, Total, yeah. daily, total daily insulin. So what- I did. I changed. I turned up everything. I turned up her carb insulin to carb ratio. I I turned up everything. Made everything more aggressive, and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> so, is it? You think? Uh, does she have maybe a lot of adrenaline at school? School mean a lot to her. Yeah, it's got to be what it is, and it's not the same thing every day. Like on the A days, where she has obviously the same things. It's different than when she has B days. So it 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 completely is affecting her by what she's having at school, what subjects is what I'm assuming. Yeah, okay. But when but when we first started, it was over spring break and it was working perfect. So I really think it is just her school. I was gonna say, so she's home and there's no pressure from school, there's no adrenaline, anxiety, whatever comes from school. I don't know who she, like who she is and like maybe she's just trying real hard and like jacked up. Um, so she, when she's at home, it works great. When she's getting that, it's not touching it because it doesn't see it as carbs and it has no way to get in front of it. Yeah. And you're correcting? All the time. It's it's a, it's a It's just funky how they have it set up. Like she'll have soccer right after, not even an hour after she eats lunch on some days. 
And it's just, it's just sucky. So does she find herself bolusing a lot? And what, what numbers are we at that we can't get away from? Like what I is mean, it? not, not crazy. I mean, just a higher than I would like, like if she's sitting at one I'm trying to get her to have it come down before she gets to lunch, because I know lunchtime, I'm going to give her less than she needs because she has soccer right after, which she can't have so much in her system that it's going to make her go low, but has to be high enough that the stuff she does have in her system will keep her stable. Yeah. So the higher blood sugar running into the meal, running into the activity is throwing your timing off for everything. So you're getting out, yeah. of, out of time with the insulin and your impacts. Yeah. But 150, I'll oh, see you definitely listen to this podcast. You're like, this is terrible. It's 150. <laughs> I'm anal about it too. But I mean, it, it's, it, it's gotten stuck higher, but yeah, no, it's sure. normally, it's just, if it's over my comfortability, then I'm bugging her to bolus. Do you see it happen as soon as she gets to school? Because for Arden, like, you drop her off at high school and her blood sugar started to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Could you try bolusing for it as she gets there? It's not It's not every day, though. That's the, it, there's, oh. no, there's no pattern to it. And she has, she doesn't have periods, like, or irregular periods, I would say. Mm-hmm. So you, we, we can't ever catch those. So I don't know if it's you know, her hormone time, because she's obviously still having the hormones. She is just so athletic with zero body fat that she's just not menstruating. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a ton. Okay. Hey, you want to do something with me for a second? I guess. All right. Wait, don't worry. If it's I not, have to. Not, not weird or dirty <laughs> or anything like that. I just, I'm going to do something that uh, you guys might not expect. I'm going to go to my own Facebook group and try to find help for Arden with her Dexcom problem. Oh, my goodness. Because it's really it's a meta situation right now. (laughs) Arden is switching. Uh, Hold on. She's asking me a question, too. Give me a second. Arden is switching her G7 and getting this message. Anyone know how to fix this? All right. I'm not lying about this Facebook group. It's pretty great. I know. Yeah. So are you in there? I am. I'm a spectator. That's perfect. Most people are, I think. (laughs) Um, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, you just grab the information you need. And the next one did the same thing. Also, I think people probably think like, oh, they're a sponsor. He's not going to say anything bad. Like, First of all, I don't think this is bad. I think there's just something happening. I don't know what to do because it's so new. Yeah, Um, yeah. But also, technology is not perfect. Like anybody, like I don't care what pump or glucose monitor or whatever it's all just technology you know jenny and i were talking about that the other day how interesting it is that like if you think of all the technology in your life it all none of it works the way you want it to like you buy things for your living room and your kitchen and your bedroom and you're always like oh my god it doesn't exactly do blah 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 but when it's a medical thing people are like it should be perfect i'm like mm. I mean, it's, yeah it's pretty great you know what i mean perfect is uh is gonna be a an issue i don't know how you're gonna do that Sorry, so we'll see if anybody gets back to me. It just sucks that it's her like first time changing it out. I hope it doesn't sway her. 
it's like it's like our third time changing it i'm gonna guess literally i don't know but i'm gonna guess that this is gonna be some sort of a thing where she should have like put the other one away from her farther when she did it or something like that, that maybe it just oh, got confused and, between the two of them or, um, yeah. Yeah. So, or in the microwave. I've, yeah, I've heard people say that, right. Cause there's a Faraday cage on a microwave. So again, and if she would have started it while we were here, I'd have a firmer understanding of it right now. Uh, yeah. than I do at the moment. Although at least the graph she put up is very respectable. <laughs> because she did a, <laughs> she took a screenshot and it's got like her last three hours on it and then um and it says and it has and it says sensor failed so Arden is switching to her G7 and getting this message anyone know how to fix this she already removed one and the next one did the same thing thank you all right well we'll see what happens in real time we'll see how impressive this Facebook group is oh yeah you're gonna get a response very soon I hope so I don't know. It's become so popular. Like sometimes I don't, people don't even realize it's me anymore. Uh, people joke with me all the time that, that um, I'll say something and somebody will come in and be like, I don't know who Scott is or why we all, care, <laughs> or why we all care so much. I'm like, that's okay. Back when it was smaller, people knew who I was. Uh, but it's, it's, it's fascinating. Cause you know, the group, the group has two very important things. It has mass of people, so you 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 can actually get an answer, and mm-hmm. and it's nice. People are nice, and that's a big deal because yeah, you know I've seen it go the other way. Yeah, yeah I've had a full. Got a response already? Yeah, but I'm trying to see. We hit okay and start a new sensor with a new sensor, or does she have the new sensor on and it's coming up? All right, I answered. I said the new one is on. Let me tell Arden too. I said I'm looking into it. I'll get you an answer. For now, open your loop and test every hour. Does anybody want to guess if she'll test every hour? Uh, no. I'm going to guess no too. So, well, we'll stay on top of that as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's all going to be fine. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that I, I think that there are plenty of people who would hear this and be like, oh, my God, like, it's, you know, disaster. And it's not a disaster. It's just it's what this stuff is. Like, you have diabetes. Yeah, it's, it's how it goes. Yeah, it's how it goes. Try reentering the session, the sensor number. Yep, that's not an answer. This site said, did it already pair with the new sensor code? Yes. And then this happens a few minutes later. It's like it's like I have live chatbots to talk to. I know. And except very they, impressive, they understand what's happening. And I'm trying very hard to keep our conversation with you and I going at the same time, which I think I'm starting to fail at because now I'm texting Arden, talking to you, <laughs> and messaging with two different people on a Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. Men aren't supposed to multitask. Hey, you know, my wife says that all the time as I'm doing four things at once. She's like, you can't keep things in your head. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't, I, uh, hold on a second. Is there more coming? More feedback? No, not yet. Okay. Why are people not living on my schedule? <laughs> 
So I don't know. It's lunchtime. Yeah. Everybody should be available. So my expectation for your daughter is that she's experiencing like is she just is she like a good student? She wants to get good grades, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Does she have any like interpersonal problems at school? No. No. Then she's probably not just, that I'm aware of. Yeah. I, I guess she's probably just like it's adrenaline and you know, stress and yeah. that kind of stuff. That's, yeah, she she does take a a hard caseload. Okay. Yeah. So she's trying to like she probably feels the pressure of that and then it, it impacts her blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. We only put the 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 Omnipod five on because she's going to Europe for the summer and I'm not going with her. And I want her to be able to be better managed while she's there mm-hmm. because my aunts that she's going with the same two that took her to the doctor when she got diagnosed, know nothing about it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. So what do you, how do you think that's going to go? I will get less sleep than I normally do <laughs> because you, of the time change. You think you're going to be managing basically from a distance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. My daughter is not self-sufficient in management. How long is she going to be with them? Uh, They're going to be in Europe for like six, seven weeks. Wow. Is there no way they could spend a couple hours or days with her before the trip locally? I mean, they they do. I mean, they're with us all the time. Okay. It's not that. They're seeing it happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, did they follow her CGM now? No. They used to when she was first, like, she was first diagnosed and- she would spend the night over there. I would hook them up to it. Um, but they're older. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not trying to put too much on them. I'm yeah. just going to do it from afar. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, could they follow along? And maybe for a couple of days, you could text, like, she just ate this. And we used this much insulin so they could kind of see how it happens. Oh, no. No, that's not going to work. It's all right. Okay. Well, good. You think it's going to go well? Yeah, I do. Like I, Like, I think the... The time we had the the five on before she went to school was really good. So I'm just hoping that that returns. Well, I'm going to guess that on, I mean, on vacation, right? She should have like, because you say it doesn't happen at home. So I bet she has more of a, more of a, uh, that kind of experience on vacation than she does at home. Unless something stressful happens on vacation. But I mean, vacation's vacation. Yeah. So the yeah. one the one thing I would ask is, is she going to go right from school to vacation or will there be a little break before vacation? She'll have about a week. Good. Do you know why I'm asking that? Yeah. Because if you're being real aggressive at school and then go right to a more... Like, She's going to be low. She could be low then, yeah. Especially with the activity and the walking around and I'm guessing flying and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you have enough supplies to send with her? And you got that all straight? I do. Will she have glucagon? She will. Excellent. Which one do you use? Givoke. Oh, the hypopen. Yeah. It's the best one. It's because I the use simplest. It's it's, I, I do think it's the simplest. Yeah, that, that's why. Yes. I, that's exactly why I like it. Yeah. And I hear about the burning in the nose and stuff from the other things sometimes. And I mean, I, I guess in a real emergency situation, you would take some burning and you'd be like, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but still. I think it's I think it's about the the ease for other people, because obviously other people are going to be using it. So the. I think that's the target is you have to have them be able to use it. So an EpiPen like function is so much more familiar to people than what it was previously or a nasal spray. Mm. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, we never carried them when they were the old like lily red boxes. We didn't carry them (laughs) with us anywhere. I was like, yeah, 
what am, what am I going to do? You're hoping someone's going to, especially if you're by yourself, what are you hoping someone's going to find that on you and go, oh, it must be this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a lot of help. Not, it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, so otherwise you think she's, she's, how did, I should just ask the question. How is she with having diabetes? Like, was there a transition period that was tough or has it been okay so far? Does she burn out? Um, a little bit of everything. I mean, when she was first diagnosed, she did really well. She gave her shot herself, her first shot in the hospital. And then, you know, there are just moments where I think mentally there are some things going on, like, you know, depression and, and, and stuff like that, where it all starts to build up and then she just blames diabetes. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, it's just, she doesn't remember life before it. So it's just become part of who she is now. And I think it's just becoming more, more regular for her. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, sounds like depression, like bummed out or actual, like. like no. Yeah. Like bummed out. Yeah, yeah. Like not like clinical depression. I all makes no, no, no. sense to me. Does she have any trouble with kids? Like people also, give her, give her, does she get bullied or hear crap about diabetes? No. Or Nothing like that. No. Cool. <laughs> Cool. So because she's got this little great circle of friends that she has. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Wow. Good for you. No, she really does. That's wonderful. It, it's a, a hell of a story. Honestly, Kat, I'm impressed at the path your life took and where you're at right now. Are you? Do you ever stop and think, wow, I can't believe I'm here? All the time. Yeah. Because it just seemed like, did you always think you were on your way to like some poor ending? Mm-hmm. I've always felt had this like weird feeling that my life would be short. Not to say that it still couldn't, quote unquote, but yeah, I've always had this like need to to do things because I've just felt like my time is is short. Really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Is that a um is that a a pressure that that has disappeared or do you still feel that a little bit? I still feel it a little bit. What do you think? Like, do you, is it, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. Where does that feeling come from though? Does it just because of circumstances and you just consciously think, you know, with drugs and alcohol and addiction and stuff, like there's no way I'm going to make it the whole way. Is yeah. That, it's that easy. I mean, I think, I think it stems from there, but I, it's just this feeling I've always had. Okay. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but yeah, obviously the abuse that I put myself through, like at some point is going to catch up to me. I got you. It has to, right? No, it sounds like you're doing okay. Doesn't it? I mean, you're only, yeah. you're in your thirties, right? So I think you're going to be fine. Like you just have to, I hope so. Yeah. You just got to keep that one girlfriend away from you <laughs> and keep that. And she's, she's actually recovering right now she's been i think like a year sober from heroin wow. so she's doing well oh good for her well that's actually yeah. that's, that's that's a difficult road that's impressive yeah it really is now how do you know that are you in touch no like i i don't i i do not keep in touch with her just because i know what happens when i do but she she will reach out to me and she just apologized like she's probably in her what is that phase in addiction? It's amends not coming. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's making amends and she had sent me um, a message and just explained everything to me then. And I just told her that I was proud of her and congratulations. And, that and get was the it. hell away from me. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, pretty you, much. Yeah, you don't want to push her in the wrong direction. So you just you very politely get back to her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's tough. I know it's tough. And it's a little hard for me in my circumstance right now with my mom because I did it. Like I I did it and I went to rehab, yes, but it did nothing for me. It actually made me worse. And I just something clicked and I got better. And I don't understand why she can't. So my empathy for that is not there. Hmm. And that's why I think I need counseling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think as well, you, you need to work through things because it's going to stick in your head that your mom, it took so long for your mom's life to fall apart that you're going to, I wouldn't yeah. want, I wouldn't want you to think, oh, I'm just 20 years away from what's happening to my mom right now. Yeah. And yeah. she was the only stable parent we had. Right. So it's like really rocking our mine and my brother's world right now. Yeah, no, I would imagine. I mean, it, it, the one thing you thought you had, you were like, "This is my stable point," and she's yeah, and she's in rehab now too. What what yeah. what drugs for your mom? Just alcohol, but it's she's more mental right now than the alcohol. Is is she is she detoxing? Is that where some of this is coming? No, from? she she de no she. She already detoxed and ended up in the hospital because she she got sick from detoxing. So now after she's detoxed, she hasn't, to our knowledge, re uh, relapsed. So now it's just working on the mental side that caused her to increase her her consumption. I see. Wow. That's something. All right. Uh, Kat, is there anything we haven't talked about that we should have? Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Why? What I miss? You didn't ask about my family and if they have any autoimmune diseases. Well, you in four minutes, Kat, you were pregnant as a teenager. <laughs> I, you threw me off, okay? Are there any other <laughs> autoimmune issues in your family? Well, yes, there are. <laughs> no, um, but I, I did want to bring up, well, my daughter does have eczema and she is lactose intolerant. She's got exercise-induced bronchoconstriction. So it's like asthma, but only with exercise. But she also has a TMJ thing, which which was explained to me as autoimmune, which caused her to have this massive jaw reconstruction surgery at the same time that her TMJs were getting fixed. So that was interesting to me. And I, the only way that I came about that was from, you had somebody else on your podcast that had that exact same surgery. And it made me ask my daughter's doctor about it, which in turn sent us to her having this massive surgery. That's my fault. You're saying, I'm sorry. Or no, no is, that good, or is that a good thing? <laughs> it was like a thank you kind oh. of. Oh, okay. All right. That, well, then you're very welcome. Uh, that was, that was crazy. And then just recently, she has proteinuria, and that was within the past week or so. In her, so she her kidneys numbers coming back different. Yeah, she just has protein in her urine, so they put her on lisinopril, which is for blood pressure, which kind of confused me. Hmm. But it's also something that my birth son had when he was first diagnosed. And the endocrinologist said that she does see this in teens a lot where it's not ongoing. It does dissipate and they don't really know why, but it's happening. 
I have this on the internet. Although TMJ is not an autoimmune disease, its symptoms can be the result of one. Well, that's weird. Hold on a second. Can't just say that, but it just makes it... <laughs> Making me want to. Click. I think. I think the way that he explained it to me was um, some something in vitro, like when when the when the child is developing. For some reason, people who have autoimmune diseases, this ligament does not form correctly. It's stretchy. It ends up being stretchy or or too too tight or or what have you. Like it has something to do with the development, not so much an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. That's how it was kind of explained to yeah, me. Yeah, like second, it's talking here about how it can be like secondarily a systematic inf- impact. How about that? Yeah, and then also migraines. She also has migraines, and they're just now finding out that um, that's probably linked as autoimmune. Hmm. How old is she? She's fifteen. Well, is she doing okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. She was having some some symptoms the other day, and I hadn't yet told her about the kidney thing because she had finals, and I just didn't want it to be like another thing that she had to deal with. Um, but she was having some st- symptoms, and I told her, you know, sh- that it could be from this, and I explained to her, and she's like, oh, great. You know, like, I'm lactose. My pancreas isn't working properly, and now my kidneys are failing. Yeah. But she, she laughed about it, um, and... That same day, I happened to tell her about her half brother that she didn't know about because it would have it was his birthday, and he reached out to me, and it just kind of came full circle. It was like she's old enough to understand, you know, how it happened, mm-hmm. and I've just always felt this guilt of like Keep when I'm going to tell her how yeah. they're going to feel, and how did she take that? Amazing, she cried. But she cried because she was so happy that I trusted her in telling her about my life. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing to tell a kid. Yeah. Hey, have you had her thyroid checked? Yes. Do you know what her TSH yeah. is? It's 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 in range. And I mean in range. Like in under two. Your definition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's um it's below one. Oh, good. It's like zero point something. Yeah, I was I was reading a little bit about migraines and autoimmune, and like obviously psoriasis type one, Hashimoto's, Graves, rheumatoid arthritis. Like, uh, let's see, in all cases, the root of the problem is with the immune system, but because different antibodies are formed in each disease, blah blah blah. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realize that about the migraines. Yeah. But it's more about. I just found that out. Yeah, it's more. It's. I mean, this makes it sound like it's about the core, the comorbidities of autoimmune issues. But your daughter. I mean, the thing with the listen, the thing with the um, the kidney uh, testing, like that can go up and down. Like they're going to keep after that and check it, right? Like maybe yeah. maybe she just got tested after like some high blood sugars, or like, do they really think that she's having a like a problem that's going to be with her? No, they don't think it's going to stick with her. They put her on the low dose. Like she explained to me that the sugar, you know, was um, the sugar molecules were being released into her kidney and they poked holes in her kidney. Kind of like the, Mm -hmm. like you, how you explain it. It's like, what is it? How do you explain it? Sort of just like it's the sugar molecules are too big now and it's, 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 
breaking through the the tissue yes. and creating bigger so holes it, and they think it'll it'll heal up. They do that so the medication is supposed to reduce the amount of pressure in her kidneys mm-hmm. so that it stops releasing the protein. And then but her blood sugars are are where? They're good, right? What's her A1Cs? Yeah, so her A1C we just had it done. She was 6.6 6, yeah. and I was expecting it to be worse only because of school thing. Mm-hmm. But, but like in the summer, it's normally around in like 5.5. Okay. I gotcha. Well, I mean, you don't need me to tell you, but obviously more stability, lower numbers, you know, yeah. you can have better luck with the, those other things. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, gee, did I let you down in any other ways, Kat, or is that it? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I don't need you no. yelling at me in my kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the only other thing I will say is that we had some issues with her insurance and it took me months to get it figured out. But the way that the insurance wasn't aware that the way that they structured their plans um, as far as the pharmacy benefits affected insulin pumps. Mm-hmm. And so I, it took me a long time, but I, I did, it brought to their attention that they, they had an issue. And so they restructured their whole plan to incorporate the pharmacy benefits for insulin pumps and CGM so that it doesn't affect anybody else. No kidding. So that was, yeah, that was really cool. Although it took freaking forever to do. Oh, look at you out there helping other people too. I do what I can. That's fantastic. Look at you. Wow. All right, Kat, you were terrific. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, wonderful. Uh, if you hold on a minute, I can tell you a couple of things you'll need to know and ask you, okay. of course, if you're comfortable with everything that we talked about and all that stuff. So hold on for me. Sounds good. A huge thanks to US Med for sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Don't forget usmed.com slash juicebox. This is where we get our diabetes supplies from. You can as well. Use the link or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or call the number, get your free benefits check so that you can start getting your diabetes supplies the way we do from US Med. I'd like to thank Cozy Earth for sponsoring this episode of the Juicebox podcast and remind you that using my offer code juicebox at checkout will save you 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com. That's the sheets, the towels, the clothing, anything available on the website. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording, wrongwayrecording.com.